Welcome to the Christian Caffeine Podcast. If you have been paying attention, and I don't blame you for not, so don't worry, it's not a judgmental comment, but if you have been, you'll have noticed that there was a, a two-week window where, uh, right at the start of the, the vlogging kind of process that, that is kind of blank, um, I had been recording vlogs and saving them. It was while my daughter was in hospital, um, but I decided ultimately not to publish them a little bit um, for kind of sake of privacy and stuff. I think maybe some of the episodes I, I overshared beyond what, you know, maybe my, my family would have liked and I didn't want to run the risk of, of upsetting anyone or saying anything on the internet that maybe shouldn't be said or it was a bit too sensitive to be said. So I didn't, I didn't publish them. I made that decision, and uh, although I was a little bit gutted because I thought I thought they were really good, um, I certainly learned a lot during the process because this is all relatively new to me. Um, but yeah, I took it on the chin. I've just kind of tried to look forward rather than dwelling on the fact that those episodes were lost and uh, take what I've learned and apply it moving forward. But. Uh, there's some really good kind of theological kind of lessons and life lessons kind of that came up along the way as you can imagine quite an emotional time that I was in hospital for two weeks during that period our lives basically stopped as either me or my wife were and they're with her the whole time um, because of her autism literally could not leave her side uh, in a strange place just she was not having that at all so it was very intense kind of period but uh, it's all past now, thankfully. But yeah, so it was. It was really uh, in that kind of emotional time. It was uh, there was quite a lot going on, and I, I really there's a couple of things that really came that spoke to me that that, that really resonated with me in terms of uh, kind of revelation, deeper understanding of of scriptures and stuff. As I, I often find through through hard times in life, you know, these that's when when life kind of speaks to you the most. I think or the spirit kind of speaks to you the most so uh, my only regret is that those lessons those you know the, the at the time when I recorded them they were very fresh very raw though that recording those recordings are are lost now because I, I deleted the uh, the files and that's a shame uh, because I thought they were really good I think I don't want to rehash kind of old emotions and stuff because I don't think that's very that feels a little bit inauthentic and that's the last thing I want to be accused of or, or to be um, but there's one thing that, that recurringly comes back to me about the whole period um, in terms of life lessons and in terms of what it was like and what I learned um, and that's Maybe surprisingly, a little bit surprisingly, uh, gratitude. I remember um, one night I was staying with my, my daughter in the hospital and what we liked to do was maybe a little bit not or whatever, but we'd sneak out the ward kind of later on in the evening and we'd go down to the main kind of foyer of the, of the hospital and there's vending machines and we'd get ourselves a, a hot chocolate each. And we'd, we'd go and sit outside because the weather was quite nice and we got a bit of fresh air. She'd have to take her, push her along her, her uh, she had a, a bag with medicine hanging from a, a drip uh, trolley 
I don't know what you call it. Um, that, that fed into her, and then you tube the bed in her nose and down to her tummy. Um, so you'd chew, chew that with her, and we'd sit, and we'd sit, and we'd drink her hot chocolate, and we'd just talk about the day or the, the kind of where we were in life, you know, in the hospital and that kind of thing. And it was a really good time, really good kind of close kind of bonding time. Uh, I really got so much from it. It was really in the midst of that kind of dark period. That's something I really remember back with kind of fondness. It was really it was lovely to have that opportunity to just sit and talk with her uh, over a hot chocolate and she felt like a, a real grown up because she'd see me sitting over an evening or whatever drinking a, a coffee or what have you so she felt like that because she was having a hot drink as well and uh, chatting like grown ups about things because my daughter she's very articulate when she's not upset and uh, we were able to have a really good conversation um, at those times so we're sitting talking and uh, she was telling me how her being in hospital was the, the worst thing, the absolute worst thing that could have possibly happened to her. Uh, just She just couldn't fathom anything more uh, devastating to her life than, than being in hospital. And she was, you know, she was a little bit upset about it. And, I mean, she wasn't crying when she was telling me, but she was, I could tell she really meant it, you know. And uh, after walking up and down those wards, there's a children's hospital, obviously, and, and the wards on either side of us were oncology, you know, children's cancer wards, and, and just walking up and down, you can hear sobbing and crying and nurses trying to console parents and children and, and put a brave face on it and stuff. You know, for my daughter, she's thinking it's the worst thing in the world, and for me, I'm thinking how lucky we were to be in a position where we knew at the end of the process we were all coming home. That that was just a given, that was just a fact. Wasn't, there was nothing life-threatening happening at all. And how how many parents, you know, within 200 yards of where I was sitting, how many parents would give anything to be in that position? All I could feel was gratitude. That's it was just my overwhelming emotion at that point. Um, and yet, sitting right next to me, someone going through the exact same experience. Her mo her her emotional state was devastation, and we're going through the same thing. And I feel gratitude. And she feels devastation, but it's the same experience. And uh, the only thing I can put that down to is perspective, mindset. I mean, she's nine, who's lived a you know a fairly sheltered life. You know, she's had a good life. Um, she's not been exposed to anything really traumatic or or, or upsetting or what have you. Um, she had no frame of reference for anything worse. It probably was the worst thing that's ever happened to her in her whole life, to be honest. Um, and I say that happily because it wasn't that bad. You know, so I'm really pleased that that's been the worst thing for her. But that lack of perspective, 
natural lack of perspective because of what her life has been like until that point uh, put her at a disadvantage in that situation. Um, and I just think perspective and, and mindset are just... They're everything. Everything. I, I don't know who said it. I don't know if it's someone at my church who said it in a sermon or if I read it in a book or what. I don't know, I'm sorry. But somebody somewhere other than me coined some phrase that basically says whether or not you you have the opportunity what is it you have the opportunity to be uh, either a victim or a victor in any situation regardless of your circumstance and that's absolutely true your mindset your attitude towards the situation is the differentiating factor as to whether or not you perceive yourself and behave as a victim or as someone who can find victory over the situation. And I just thought that the whole hospital experience really highlighted that to me. My perspective, you know, um, was bigger than my daughter's, obviously. Um, and as such, I was able to see it with gratitude and, relatively speaking, kind of sail through the process. But for her, it was all-encompassing disaster uh, and she couldn't see beyond that she had no frame of reference beyond that and that got me thinking about scripture and one of my favorite verses i used to got on a, on a key ring when i was baptized uh, it's philippians 4 verse 4 it says rejoice in the lord always i say again rejoice and i remember as a brand new christian receiving that gift of the key ring when it said it on it and never having come across that verse before I remember reading it and instantly thinking that's so powerful that's so that's really important you know it doesn't say rejoice sometimes it doesn't say rejoice when your situation is good it says rejoice in the Lord always and for me, that's something I've really tried to do. I've had some pretty dark times in my life. Uh, my wife being seriously unwell at times. My daughter, her autism, the uh, pretty harsh financial and work type situations that we've been through. Mental health issues and such, bereavement. You know, I've I've had cancer. I've I've had my fair share of probably more than my fair share of of hardships in my life. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's that your ability to look higher than your situation can get you through almost anything. Rejoice in the Lord always. I mean, James, the beginning of the book of James says that God would never test you. God is not testing you. And I, I think that's the most significant thing to remember in terms of, of trials and tribulation and, and upset and trauma. God is not testing you. Rejoice in the Lord. It would be very hard to rejoice in someone who was testing you. You know, um, James says God is not testing you. Paul says rejoice in the Lord always. Those two are absolutely compatible 
passages, you know, that absolutely walk hand in hand together. You know, the Lord is not testing you through hardships or hospital appointments or bereavement, but He will get you through it. And if you allow yourself to remain mindful or focused on the idea of rejoicing in the Lord always, in all situations, then no matter how hard or how sad life can be, there is a level of joy that can be had that cannot be taken away from you. There's a level of, what would you call it? Just an unshakable core to a seasoned Christian, you know, who's who's lived that and learned that, which is really something, you know, to behold. And the more that we can get to that point, the quicker we can get to that point. You know, God is so glorified in our actions when our actions demonstrate our ability to rejoice in him through the darkest situations, even the, the darkest situations, there is this opportunity to almost almost to witness about your faith because you're able to, you know, in the midst of trauma, to demonstrate that inner core of protection where you're able to rejoice in the Lord even in trauma even in sadness it can't it can't break you because you have your eyes on a higher a higher level and it's very hard to witness that when everything's going well it's very hard to demonstrate that that's what makes faith look real that's what gives it arms and legs and physicality is trauma it just is because Anyone can have faith when everything's happy and smiling and clappy. If it's when things start to fall apart, that that can change. So, there's... You know, Christianity is interesting because it gives you a methodology to cope through the hardest possible times. Through this rejoicing in the Lord. And again, I don't say that in a glib way. Like, this is something I've lived. This is something I've been through. This is something I've tasted both sides of, you know. Um, and I can say my hand on my heart that when you find the ability to look to the higher level in the midst of loss and pain, that it absolutely can get you through anything. And uh, Christianity is interesting because it gives you this coping strategy, almost this method for, for getting through the hardest things in life and not only that it gives it creates a situation in which in those periods you can so magnify the glory of God you can so display it so demonstrate it to the world I just think that's such an incredible thing <laughs>